been talking about, I told you last week, I wanted to talk about on Sundays, uh, we're talking about Jesus and lordship. And we're talking about how he, tri- how he was triumphant. Amen. He is the triumphant Lord over the satanic realm. Remember we talked about that last week? We saw how Jesus overcame the enemy. Am I right about it? Amen. And I, don't want you to, I want you to understand something. I don't want you to be afraid of Satan, but I want you to respect some things about what he can do. Amen. He doesn't have an all power. He does not have all power. Amen. But last week we learned that we can use the what? The word of God. Amen. To put him to what? To flight. Amen. We looked at that scripture and our first point was that Jesus was tempted. This is handout number three in the basic doctrine, is Jesus Lord? And and you know what's so amazing is the fact that because he is Lord, he's not just Lord over the universe. He's not just Lord over your life. He's not just Lord when you want him to be Lord, but he's Lord over everything. Amen. Because the Bible declares that he created everything. Are you with me? So if you have your Bibles, go to Colossians real quick. Let's go there real quick and kind of peek around there for a minute. Amen. Amen. Colossians, how many feel good this morning? Amen. 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 I feel wonderful. I feel great to this morning. Amen. Go to Colossians chapter 3, I believe. Amen. And uh, let's go here. To uh, you know what? Let's read verse one. Look what it says. It's, it's, talk, it's talking about putting on the new self. Uh, therefore, if you have been raised up with who, keep what? Where where what? Where Christ is. So you see what he said. He says, if you've been raised up with Christ, then keep seeking the things what. See, what what Satan wants us to do is that he wants us to consistently stay focused on the things below. He does not want us to have a heavenly expectation. I wish I had somebody. He does not want us to have a heavenly, watch this, uh, realization. He wants us to always stay focused on on the immediate things that's happening on earth. You see, we can be so earthly minded, come on somebody, that we miss what God is trying to do from heavenly places. He he says keeps, now, now the word keep, the word seeking, First of all, keep is a command. It's in the imperative mood. It says, listen, I'm commanding you to do this. But, but the seeking, watch this, it's in the Irish tense, which means that not only must you keep seeking, but you must consistently, continuously, without an end, keep seeking the things above. When you come into the house of God, no matter what satanic attacks you may have faced this week, 
no matter what satanic encounters, and we all have them all week long, amen. Matter of fact, from the moment you get up, amen. And, and there are times when you're saying to yourself, man, Lord, how long? Do I have to go through this pain? And, and how long do I have to go through this suffering? But, but here's what he says. He says, as long as you are a child of God, he says, what I want you to do, if you've been raised, and, and here's, what, here's what I know about, I know one thing, I know you've been raised up with him. I, I know that you know Jesus in your heart. Do I have anybody? And watch this. Watch what he says. He says, keep seeking the things above where who? Where Christ is. Where Christ is what? Seated at the right hand of God. Oh man, that's powerful. That's powerful because exactly what God said would happen has happened. And the one thing you have to remember, no matter how the devil may try to keep distracting you, you have to remember that you have someone, watch this, in heaven that can stand in for you. And that's Jesus, our Lord. Do I have anybody? See, the problem with most people is that they don't have the confidence to call on him because he isn't Lord of their lives. Listen, he may be their friend. He may be their associate. He may even be their acquaintance but he's not Lord. See, when Jesus is Lord, you don't have to say, I think I'll see you tomorrow in church or if I get up this morning to come to church. No, 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 no. Well, when Jesus is Lord of your life, listen, and when you say, well, God bless me with this, amen, then you, watch this, have an obligation, but watch this, you have an inspiration in your heart to say, listen, I know where my blessings came from. So therefore, because he's Lord, I know where I need to be on Sunday morning. See, here's the thing. A lot of people miss this fact. Jesus did not stay in that grave. Oh, I wish I had you. We're getting ready. We're getting ready for our, amen, our Lent season. We're getting ready for our resurrection morning. We're getting ready to go through Passion Week. We're getting ready for that. And, and I think it's an important, I believe, it's an important doctrine of lordship to understand that when Jesus died, he did come out that grave. As a matter of fact, the first, amen, battle in the 16th century when they went into Jerusalem and took over Jerusalem and the Muslims had taken over Jerusalem, just in case you didn't know that, amen. They went, they call them the Crusaders. When the Crusaders went into Jerusalem and they annihilated, amen, all the people that took over uh, uh, Jerusalem, the first place they went to was the tomb. And, and historians have said that when the Crusaders were walking by the tomb, they started to weep. When they started to think about what Jesus had done on Calvary. I wish I had somebody. I wish I had somebody that can testify today that you understand that even though life may not be turning out the way you thought it would, you know you have a Savior. You know you have a Lord. And guess where he is? He's in heaven, seated at the right hand of God. 
thank you, Jesus, for where you are. You Listen, you got my right side, you got my back side, you got my all-around side. Guess what? Amen. Amen. He's Lord. And being that he's Lord, see, the word is what brings life to you. Amen. Amen. The word, saints. Watch what he says. Watch what he says. He says, set so therefore, because, oh my gosh, circle these two words in your Bible. If you have a, if you have a Bible, circle these two words. Circle the word seek, seeking, and circle the word set. <laughs> There's two S's in there that this verse is speaking to. He says, set your mind. Saints, I want to tell you something. Satan will cause us to think doubt, despair. It's not going to happen to me. He influences us through other people. I'm going to get to that in my message at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Watch this. You have to set your mind. What? On what? On the things above and not on the things that are on earth. Now, why is he making this appeal to us? that we should set our minds on the things above and not on this earth. But listen, does that mean I must just stop taking care of my obligations and, you know, stop living and all this other? No, 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 no. He says, when your mind, he says, watch what the text, there's a passage of scripture says, he'll keep you in perfect peace. If you keep your mind stayed on him. And I want to tell you something. Jesus has to be Lord over your mind. Amen. If you are going to make it through some of these demonic attacks that come your way. Your mind. And he says, set it, set it on the things above and not the things on this earth. Verse 3, for he says, for you have died. The question I ask is, which you died? Because sometimes that you will show up. Amen. He says, for you have what? Died. And you know what he's trying to tell us here? He's trying to tell us that there was there was an obituary. <laughs> I wish I had somebody. Before Christ, your obituary read, there go such and such. <laughs> he was a wretch undone. Amen. He was a sinner at heart. He hated God. He wasn't for God. He, that part of you died. And sometimes I believe that because of some of the things that we face in this life, we go back to thinking like a dead man. Are you with me? He says, set your mind. So 
sometimes I know it's hard. How many of you know it's hard sometimes? Anybody? Am I by myself? Sometimes it's hard to think heavenly when you're dealing with hellish things on earth. Put that on Facebook. Amen. Seriously. It really is. But see, what you have to understand is your identity. Ushers, who you are now, you've been changed. You're not the same person because of Calvary. Listen, and here's the thing. Don't start looking. Well, well, you know what? I still do. Don't worry about all that. Positionally, you have been transformed into a new creature. It's all because Jesus has tri- is triumphant over the satanic realm that caused you and I to be transferred into the kingdom of God. Oh, thank God for him being Lord. If he wasn't Lord, we would still stumble. You've got to believe. You have to say, God, if, if you don't believe today, this is what you've got to say. Lord, I believe, but please help my unbelief. Amen. Because the enemy will cause us to start thinking a certain kind of way. Watch the text. Text says, for you have died and your life is what? <laughs> it's what? Your life is hidden. Your life is hidden with who? With Christ in God. With Christ in God. With Christ in God, with Christ, in God. So therefore, I'm covered. I'm protected. I'm hidden. God has put me in the, watch this, in his safe. He has clothed me. Hallelujah. He has, watch this, protecting me. You have to go through some stuff. You have to go through some of the things you're going through. Listen, everybody want to equate prosperity. But boy, when you've been tried and when you've been tested and when you've been, when you've been reviled and when you've been pushed down and when you've had those days where you say, I, I ain't going to make it and you pull yourself up out of that thing, now you become valuable. Guess what? It ain't over. It just got started. <laughs> Amen. It just got started. You know why? Because now you are of value to God. Why? Because you can be trusted. A faith that cannot be tested cannot be trusted. Hallelujah to his holy name. The text says, my life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, look at the text. Listen, we're no longer living for Satan. When Christ, who is, is our life. You know, 
Why, why were those missionaries so committed? Read the text. Why? Right there. And their life was what? Hidden. Verse 4. Read verse 4. Who is our life. Listen. Now, you know, some people may think that this is like really fanatically, you know, and uh, you're so, you know, you're so... Righteous and religious. That's what that's the word I'm looking for. They think, oh yeah, you so you know, you want to be all you want to be all you know, you what's wrong with you, James? You you know, you just so man, what's wrong with you, man? You just so sold out, man. You think you all that now? You 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 holy, you self righteous somebody. (laughs) But you don't understand. We do not live for ourselves anymore. If my life is in Christ and my life is Christ, the text says, who is our life? People are trying to find out what's my purpose. Your purpose is Christ. Because your life is Christ's. It belongs to him. He says who, watch this, who will, watch this, then you also will be what? Will be what? Revealed with him in where? In glory. My Goodness, my life will be what? Go, go to, um, go, my life will be revealed with him in glory. So you know what that means? You won't really understand all of it until you go home. (laughs) And hopefully, I, I wish we would start praying for this. Hopefully, he comes back so then we don't have to see death. That's what we should be really praying for. I would love to see God come back in my time. But if he happens to don't, amen. That's Ebonics right there. (laughs) Guess what? I'll see him anyways. You'll see him. Go to, go to chapter 1, verse 13. Yes. Yes, there it is, there it is. <laughs> verse 13. <laughs> Got happy there, Melanie. Somebody read that for, for, for me real for me real quick. For he has rescued us from the domain of darkness Mm. and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. See that? He rescued us 
Didn't he know when to rescue us? The right time. Heard the right time, heard. The right time. He, he knew when to rescue us. He says he rescued us from the domain of darkness. Transferred us where? Into the what? Kingdom of his beloved son in whom you have what? Redemption and the forgiveness of sin. Verse 15 is what I was trying to get to. He is what? Of what? So when you saw Jesus, you saw God. He was, the, he was, the, he was made in the very image of God. Amen. He, he was God. See, this is where most of the religions have a problem. You follow what I'm saying? They have a problem with, with, with understanding that he was God. It's such a hard doctrine for them to understand. But you know who did it? Satan. Satan has distorted the view for the unbelievers so that they can understand the simplicity of this. But you and I can. Amen. Watch the text. It says, He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him, what? All things what? Both where? Visible and what? So who is the architect, the orchestrator, and the deliverer of everything? Jesus Christ. And the reason I read backwards rather than read forwards, back, forwards, forwards, because I wanted you to get the big picture that your life is really in him and then back up and show you why. <laughs> why is my life wrapped up in him? I want to be connected to the man sitting next to the man. Amen. Sitting next to the man, sitting next to the piccolo player. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Y'all don't even know what a piccolo is. How many you know what a piccolo is? Amen. A piccolo play. <laughs> All right. Watch this. Watch what he said. He says, for by him all things were created. Watch this. Visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. Verse, verse what says, all things have been created through him and what? See, we were created for him. Everything we have should be used for him. For him. That's how you get the devil mad. You don't give in. You don't give in. You, you use whatever you have for his glory. Watch the text. Watch the text. The text says, verse 17, he is what? Before all things. And in him, remember we did this? All things do what? All things do what? So that brings me to my second point. <laughs> Jesus overcame Satan. You know why he overcame Satan? Because he is everything. And everything that was created was created for him. Unfortunately, everything now is under a curse. But even with it being under a curse, look at us. We were under a curse. And it don't look like we're doing too bad right now. 
that God took us and redeemed us. Come on, somebody. He transformed us. Give us a new life. And in between now and eternity, we're moving towards perfection. Amen. But don't you allow Satan to cause you to start feeling indifferent about who you are. Stop taking Satan's view of yourself. Mm -mm -mm. You have to cast that vision out of your mind. Your life is in him, and if he holds everything together, why would I not stay in him? And that's the problem with most people. They want to do it apart from him, and then they go out here and Satan just has his way. With them. Watch this. Watch this. Go to Hebrews chapter 2. Thank you, Lord. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 9. But we do not see him who was made for a little while lower than what? Namely, who? See that? Because of the suffering of what? Death, crowned with glory and honor, so that by the grace of God, he might what? For who? For who? See, I'm trying to show you something. Jesus took on the form of man made a little lower than the angels. He wrapped himself in humanity so that he would have to taste death for us. When we die, we don't die. We fall asleep. We don't even taste the sting of death. Now, I've, never, I've died twice. I can't really remember what happened. But I didn't feel nothing. Now, just think about the unbeliever that dies. The unbeliever actually tastes. Oh, my gosh. You ever looked at it like that? The unbeliever actually tastes death, the agony, the pain of death. We don't. We may suffer a little while here on earth, but it's just a transitioning period. Hallelujah. Because our Lord stepped down from eternity, came down on this fallen earth that Adam had messed up. And this is what he did. He tasted death for you and I. Do you know what Satan was dangling over our heads all before Christ? Death. That's why so many people are afraid of it. Now I'm not. Now hold on. I ain't trying to go nowhere soon. Now, so I just want to tell you, I'm not. I, I'm not that courageous. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you like that right now. Nope. No. 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 I think I. I. I believe I have a little bit more to do. I'd like to see a little bit more. Go a couple more places. You understand what I'm saying? 
So I'm not going to sit here and be all cocky today and, you know, tell you, oh, yeah, Jesus didn't. No, 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 no. I found out that you've got to be careful when you start talking about stuff like this, okay? Watch this. Jesus defeated death. He did. Watch the text. For it was what? Well, well, let's back up for a minute. It says, so that he might taste death. For who? For everyone. Oh, man, that's powerful. Have you ever had a person, you ever, have you ever been in line at the grocery store or at a restaurant and somebody buys your lunch or they behind you say, you know what, I'm going to pay for that. Has that ever happened to you? That's a good feeling, ain't it? Has that ever happened to you? It's a good feeling, ain't it? Guess what? It didn't cost you anything. But it made you feel what? So the question is, how do you feel about the one who tasted death for you? See, when I look at those missionaries in that movie, I know I'm not even close to where they are, but I desire to be there. Because anyone that will take, taste death for me, step in for me, and say, you know what, I got it, I got it. These are the things they're not teaching us in church today. I got this. I got death. I, you ain't got to worry about dying, baby. You got, you're going to fall. That's why Jesus could raise him up. She said, he's not dead. He's asleep. He's asleep, resting from his labors. Listen, Jesus did that for me. Oh, you think I have a problem putting out some chairs? Breaking down a church, setting up. Think I got a problem with that? Yeah, I may ache in pain. I may have a little problem doing it every now and then. But guess what? When I think about the price that was paid, I want you to live now reminding yourself the price was already paid for you. Look at verse 10. For it was fitting from whom are what? And through whom are all what? In bringing many sons to glory. To what? To perfect the author of their what? Salvation through what? Suffering. For both he who sanctifies and those who are sanctified are all from one father, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them what? Brethren. Verse 12, saying, I proclaim your name to my brethren. In the midst of the congregation, I will sing your praise. And again, I will put my trust, and again, behold, I will, I, behold, I and the children whom God has given me, Verse 14, therefore, since the children share in the flesh and blood, 
he himself likewise also partook of the same. That, that what? Through what? Death. He might what? Render what? Powerless. Him that he may render what? Him who had power over what? Who had power over death? Satan. Yes. Read on. That's why you got to read the Bible. You understand? Look what it says. Look what it says. Him who had power over death, that is the what? The who? The devil. And might free those who through fear of death was subject to slavery all their lives. <laughs> For assuredly, he does not give help to angels, but he gives help to the descendants of Abraham. That's us. Therefore, he had to be made like his brethren in all things so that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest in things, what, pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For since he himself was tempted in that which he had suffered, He's able to come to the aid of those who are what? Tempted. Oh boy, if you only knew the ramifications of this passage. Satan had the power over death and Jesus took it from him. Jesus took Satan's best defense and offense. took it from him when he died on the cross so that we would not taste death. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Satan had the power over death and Jesus So therefore, if he doesn't have the power over death, what are we worried about? Okay, okay, I know you had roll call this morning and everybody didn't show up. <laughs> Some of your finger movements ain't showed up, your legs didn't show up, your back didn't show up. You understand what I'm saying? Your hip didn't show up. But either way, we win. And so if I'm gonna live, my life, I'm going to live it for him. Give God a hand clap of praise.